Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And I'm your other host, Cisco, aka Misfit Minded. You can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and at my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, threads, all that stuff. So today we're talking about the 1998 film The Replacement Killers, directed by Antoine Fuqua and starring Chow Yun Fat, Mira Servino, and Michael Rooker. Yes. If you haven't seen it, it's about a hitman who, after refusing to complete a contract to kill a kid, seeks help from a forger to help him outrun the hitman, the hired hitman on his tail, and help him get papers to return to China. Pretty 90s. Pretty 90s. Pretty mm-hmm. uh, 90s. We'll talk about it. Very, very 90s. V90s. Um, what did you think? This was a blind spot for you, right? Like, both of us hadn't seen this. Is yeah. that right? Both of us, yep. Amazing. Uh, okay, tell me. Which is funny because I do have like the little like DVD insert like that I had in my old setup on my wall and stuff, like all these like little posters. So I I had the replacement killers, but I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. Um, but yeah, like I I liked it. I th- I was uh, very surprised. Like I guess my interpretation or like the reputation of it was like it's a. Uh, john woo knockoff like an americanized version or whatever like Mm. and so i kind of went in with that expectation but uh and it is but like i also (laughs) think it does a a very good job of like respecting like that style of movie making and john woo did executive produce this movie too so Mm -hmm. i think it like shows and it's like it's not like a cheap like everyone trying to make a tarantino movie after like Pulp Fiction or something like that. Like I, I think it's like a step above that. Um, yeah, Chow Yun Fat is like certified action star. I, I mean, has there any but been anybody that looks cooler with guns than him? Like it's just <laughs> unbelievable. And I think like we'll talk, we'll get into it in more detail. But just like we talk about like modern action and how like boring it can be, and I just felt like every set they went into there was so much detail that went into it and i could feel like the debris happening and all the explosions and the um the squibs going off on people so it's like it's non-stop action like gun violent action and uh i enjoyed it i was i was pleasantly surprised what about you Oh, well, that is awesome to hear. I all I ever want in this life is for people to watch movies and enjoy them. So yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I felt a little bit more uh, like, like lukewarm on it or something. Because I feel like what kind of stinks about having blind spots for movies I missed at a time in my life when it would have been helpful to add them to my repertoire kind of bums me out because I can see all these movies within it. But then I have to like go run to IMDb and be like, what year is what? Who is influencing who? Mm -hmm. So that was like a little disorienting here. But I could not deny that, you know, the the opening and the way the storytelling happens through images and how like ambitious this film feels in terms of the filmmaking. Like it it really has all these seeds that are going to lead to the John Wicks. But it is doing exactly what you said. I think it's taking what they've learned from sort of Hong Kong cinema and capturing Kung Fu and started to try to figure out how to use those exact same camera tricks on guns and also to heighten the emotion in scenes. Like, 
just so unique and not what I expected because I was I guess I was expecting something really creative, but not quite this, even though I did really enjoy how creative this was. I I was expecting something way more straightforward. So, you know, the amazing hints of John Woo, like with the slow-mo, but also the loud, the music that's like got me confused oh, yeah. where there's a tension. Like there's something about how way, the way everything fits together in this is what made it enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think a lot of the Hong Kong movies, it's like very melodramatic and like, uh, and and operatic in the way that it like un unveils. Like the action basically complements that. And I do feel like that was this thing here. Like, I mean, even I'm thinking of just certain images, like at the very end when uh the bad guy is like trying to escape, and then the doors slowly open up to reveal Chow Yun Fat standing in the. <laughs> in front of it and i was like there's just like striking images like that that's like Mm -hmm. you know it calls to mind like westerns but also like you know it's just like this is this is the guy like he's him and uh yeah like i I thought they did a really nice job of um of making him one of those kind of uh troubled heroes that we talk about you know so often on here um but yeah like you said like it was a different kind of twist with like his mom and daughter his mom and sister being the ones that are in danger um yep. and then ha- him having to like recruit uh Mia Sorvino to get back to China so yeah it's it's a very different take but like you know a lot of times when we compare like Jackie Chan's American movies or like this is Chow Yun-fat's like first American movie it's like obviously it's not the movies they made over there like that quality but you have to like look at it on a scale to where it's like is it at least like competently is it made in the same spirit and i i think it is you know i think i think agreed yeah for sure i feel like that's why this movie is an entry and exists on like uh culture art for filmmaking and movies because it really does do that and it's a great entry to show you what we're trying to do when we transition an actor from a different market who comes with a genre and bring them into ours and try to have that inform cinema over here too. And so I think I also just get excited when I see those things. And I remember these like waves that came through Hollywood across certain decades. And I think this movie really definitely gave me all the feels there. It had so much of my favorite things in filmmaking. Like we didn't really use a lot of words if we didn't need to. We did so many inserts, you know, guns, bellies, yes. cocaine flying off of a, a knife because of a helicopter. Like, oh, I was going to mention that. That was one of my favorite yes. shots of this whole movie. That was so sick. It's so good. And it's at the top. Yeah. So it really just lets you know, here we go. And that's why I keep coming back to this idea of like the ambition of it, which is so much is being put into this with light and color and pace and music. It's amazing that, mm-hmm. it, you know, like in at his stage at this stage in his career, even Fook was doing this kind of crazy shit. It's awesome. Yeah, that was I, th- I think that that shot in particular, like really set the tone for me to be like, oh, yeah, like we're in for <laughs> <laughs> we're in for for a treat. We're like, yeah, the coke, like you see one guy doing a bump off the blade. And then, yeah, the the coke's like, what's this? The coke, like just gusts from the helicopter which is like would never happen but it looks (laughs) fucking cool like that's yeah and that's what the thing is going for and then like right off the top you get like two uh shootouts basically with michael rooker 
killing this dude. Like, don't make me do it. You had one of those. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy pulls a gun on him, has to shoot him, has to. And then, um, you know, kind of mirroring that, Chow Yun-Fat um, going into that club in that, like, 90s-ass club beat. <laughs> yes, classic. Uh, and, um, like, a ghost, you know, like, he, like, appears and reappears and then puts the bullet on the table and just kills this guy in the middle of the club, John Wick style. And it's like, yeah, like you're saying, it's all these things that we recognize in today um, but just with like a '90s flair, um, so yeah, I li- I like the t- what a cool I- I like detail too. Yeah. Yes, yes. The bullet that he brings around to let people know yep. it's their turn is such a cool little and it comes detail. Back, everything comes back around too. So like at the end when he's about to kill the big bad, has to load in that bullet, you know, just for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So special, yep. so fun, and like everything again that I want, I need. I know all stories are not supposed to like perfectly c- create the circle and tie everything in a knot, but there's something so amazing about when a movie doesn't have to, and it still does. And that's what I got from this movie too, is that like, it was a full circle where even though he didn't do so much talking, even though there wasn't a lot of exposition given, I still could see the entire journey of his character. You know, I could still see even Mira Sorvina's character doing this and she's kind of She's an interesting kind of character in this story because she's also so 90s. Mm. Um, Yeah, I guess like what are some of your maybe questions or things that tripped you up before we get into the filmmaking and the actors and stuff? This is a perfect transition into this. But yeah, we haven't talked about Mia Sorvino yet, but I I thought she was really good in this, Um, even though like, yeah, like her her fashion and stuff was like super 90s and like the attitude. Um, But like, yeah, like to your point about the lead not having to really talk that much like that's why you get someone like Mia Servino to be a foil so they can do all the exposition just like in Rush Hour you have Chris Tucker you know <laughs> doing all the all the talking um so that's just like a classic like um buddy cop guess kind of formula there um yeah I guess my it's not really a a plot hole like it's it's more of just like the it's like a problem that happens a lot of time a lot of times back in the day where like the asian lead does not get to have a romantic interest and like that was like my that i it was so this like he doesn't even get a kiss you know like in at the end he does like a little face touch and it's like to me there was like such a simple solution if you wanted to go this route like mm-hmm. that would have made me that would have made me accept it more and that's just if instead of his mom and his sister it was his wife and his daughter or something yeah because then at least right we would know that like the reason he's yeah yeah and so but it's it was just such a weird choice it's like okay he's single he has this hot blonde chick here super cool um giving him the eyes all the time it's like basically saying like i care about you i don't want to see you die Oh. and uh and nothing and i was just like man <laughs> like not even at the end like uh so that was like my biggest thing but it, and it's i i kind of expected it going in but it's still disappointing every time that like your jackie chan or chow yun fat never gets to have that moment uh in these movies and it's like it's such a simple come on one kiss one thing that's all you need that's yes it. don't need a whole yes, sex yes. scene or anything like that nothing crazy 
All I'm not always. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes so. I do want that sex scene, right? You and I both know that, like, sometimes it's. But this for... guy, this guy in particular, was a man of honor, and exactly. he definitely wouldn't Still have sex spook. on the first date. So yeah. So in this part, in this <laughs> instance, yeah, I kiss, think kiss would have sufficed. I think. <laughs> I guess that's like part of the Hollywood thing that I always appreciate too is like a big kiss at the ending if we're not going to be able to do a meaningful romantic overture even though I know it's like pretty heteronormative and like old school or whatever just one smooch to be like this emotional thing that we went through is at least closed in this kiss like we may never date we may never do anything more than this but it's sort of like we did share this and we're both human beings who crave intimacy. <laughs> and that's the implication at the end. You know, it's not like she's not going to go with him. You're going back to China. <laughs> I'm probably never going to see you again. Kiss would have been the perfect goodbye. I felt like it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. There's oh. something about how uh, really good action movies. And like you mentioned, Westerns, they have that noir element in them. And I think that's also why I crave a little bit more tension or romance but you're right, you know, like with Jackie Chan and Chow when they're coming over and transitioning in, I guess like they're welcomed in this interesting way because of what they're bringing to the field as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I agree. I was thinking, whoa, what's this pair like? They have a kind of chemistry and I'm interested in seeing what that kind of chemistry looks like if it's authentic. But like that's where Hollywood always fails. That, like most of the sex scenes and most of the smooches yeah. are not actually chemistry. So they're not like that good sometimes. Now, I still will give them props that like, you know, it's a problematic hostage situation during the first half, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so where, but then, you know, she kind of gets to know him, know his, you know, morals, why he's doing what he's doing and that he's actually trying to protect her. Um, once once he gets her involved i mean like (laughs) you know and i guess like we can't act as though when two people are going through something really scary it doesn't create something between them because i think that's part of this too is like what's so 90s about her character that i love is that she's always being like why are dudes telling me i need their help i'm good I'm um, good. I thought you were gonna it. say it was the razor around her neck was the, <laughs> was the that too. That too. Don't <laughs> even that too. One million I like, percent. Jesus. <laughs> I called an audible when I saw that. I was like, oh, razor around the neck. Let's yeah. go. Like she is the most 90s. But it's true. It's sort of like that's the hard part about the 90s where women are saying and doing a lot of these things, but they're also still like technically a hostage yeah. and also like completely trapped uh, I do like, regardless <laughs> i do like how she treated loco though because like loco tries hitting on her like immediately and yes. she's like i like to stay within my own species <laughs> yeah and ho- she hilarious. like holds him up she's like shut up yeah. you know she really does dominate him yeah and uh we should mention fuqua i think we haven't touched on that piece yet too but like a lot of people in here uh that like were in like training day uh, yeah. I saw like in the in the and just like see like his I think his specialty is like just setting up a like a, a scene where you don't know what's going to happen. But you just have this uneasy like feeling that like yes. something bad like training day has a couple of those. And like here it was like when they, yes. when they were going in to like buy the weapons and then they all just like pull out, you know, <laughs> they're like, try yes. it, try yes. it. And it's like, yeah, I don't know what's going to, how are they going to get out of this? Like, I don't know. 
And so he's just very effective at like setting a mood, I think. And um, again, like all the sets, we'll, like we'll talk about in more detail. I think just only adds to that like atmosphere. And to your point, I was thinking while I was watching this that like when directors have certain actors that come around with them or join them on more than one project, it really speaks to like that special thing where a director is really capable of capturing something an actor is doing that's very special. And I think a lot of the time that tension of like something is going to happen, but I'm not really sure what I don't know. I love that feeling. Why. I love that feeling. Sometimes yeah. it's because it's contained in the actor's performance that's like being captured and like, especially all those scenes with Loco, like he, that that guy is like, I can bring on edge anywhere we go. Like whatever movie you want to put me in or show like I got you, I've got on edge for you to capture on camera. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's why he works all the time because he's such that a good staple yeah. of this. <laughs> and I love him in the 90s too. Yeah, he's such Stellar a scumbag and like, you know, like as soon as she rejects him, you knew he's gonna like snitch. I knew it immediately. I'm of like, course. God. So, of that, course. so, but then like when they, you know, basically rob him for all his weapons at the end, I didn't feel bad at all. I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, see, people pay, right? This was a Hollywood movie in the yeah. end, and like the bad guys are made to pay. <laughs> yeah, he also has this kind of like karmic thing, I guess, going on in all his movies too. Uh, so yeah, so the bad guys have to pay. Um, and this was his feature debut, just like uh, Chow Yun-Fat, his American debut. This was his feature debut. He had done, like, music videos. And I think so that, ambitious. like, slickness comes across, like, very well um, in mm -hmm. this one um, to where, like, and it doesn't, like, overpower the story, I guess, too, which is, like, a kind of a danger you can run into with music video directors. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought, like, I don't know. It's just, like, when we talk about, like, certain set pieces and, like, there's the car wash one we can get into like some of the specifics the car wash one was so amazing like oh i loved it um you know him on the roller like the, the <laughs> and like yes shooting, yeah shooting up sliding all around yeah mm -hmm. it was so amazing um i liked uh her apartment mia serino's apartment um it was just like all these like film stock like just reels hanging down yes. and like red and green lit rooms like it was just like it was never boring to look at, which is like, I feel like that a lot of times in modern action. I'm just like, this is just CGI blob grayness. And I true. And, and I'm just like, I was just for even like the most mediocre 90s action movie. I'm just like, at least this has a sense of environment. Details. Yeah. Like at least it's well, like, it has details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It actually cares about building its world, even if its world, for some reason, in every 90s movie, is people that seem to have a lot of money secretly living in decrepit buildings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her, I mean, her part, no, I'm not, like, not saying her apartment cool. was nice, but... But, like, that's cool. That's actually, that is more exposition, and I think people have forgotten that nowadays, where, like, that's the gift of a music video director, is they're not allowed to use dialogue right. to tell you who these characters are, so they are very good. And making sure that like the film strips are the right color, you know. And that setup and payoff in that apartment scene, I I really love that first apartment scene where, you know, you see him on the camera. She's seeing him on the monitor. She's like, mm -hmm. "Who is it?" He's like, "I'm here for so and so." She's like, "Never heard of her," you know, kind of testing him out. And she he finally like passes the test, even though she has like the gun underneath the table again, setting up what Be could cool. go down uh, at any moment. And then the the bad guys show up. And and she does the same exact die, you know, who is it? Never heard of her. Mm -hmm. But then this time it's like a full on shootout. So it's like, 
you know the environment, you know like her reaction to it, but then this time you know something's different and mm-hmm. they just completely shoot her apartment to shit. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, true. But it's, it's cool. I liked it. You know, and they even go back to that like later and I just was like, yeah, I mean that apartment set was awesome. Not mad at all. All the sets were awesome. Yeah. Everything was really decked out and I appreciated that for sure cuz I think it's what just like you said before and what I think really stands out to me is it just elevates each of the emotional stakes in the sequence too. Like uh, my favorite, uh, I think, like stunt and sequence together is driving the limo backwards when he's trying to escape down the alley. And there's just like no way mm-hmm. that's a real car yeah. trying to do that, you know, in this alleyway, backing up, hitting the walls. Just so like such a thrilling scene to watch because it that alley looks like a real alley or feels like a real alley. That's a real car. All this is really happening. <laughs> and and to you you said at the top like that this was like a lot more it's not as simple as other actioners. I, I I really like that like you know like a simple action movie it would have been like you need to kill the guy that killed my son. And they kind of yes. they set that up like that's what's going to happen. And so like at first I'm like I'm like oh okay he doesn't want to kill Michael Rooker because he's next to his son. And then the twist is no, he wants him to kill this little boy in front of the dad and it was like i was not expecting that and again that's like setting up the villain to be like oh this guy's a straight up piece of shit like Mm -hmm. and (laughs) he does not care about killing kids and no so when he gets his just desserts at the end falls in that amazing fall down the stair like like so many stories (laughs) and they slow-mo it and from different angles and i was like yes this is i love this i miss this uh yes so, drinking it up yeah. being able to drink up these big bursts and sequences because there's something about that too where it's like i don't i don't need a half an hour sequence of action that never stops always right like thank you extraction i was I just gonna say extraction sometimes. too though we'll make an yeah. exception <laughs> right well there, there's a time and a place right but there is definitely a time and a place for understanding like how pacing can still keep an action scene either alive or stretch it out in a meaningful way And I think the final sequence of this movie does that. And every sequence leading up is sort of slowly building to that style of finish, Mm -hmm. which, again, that's why I want the bow. It's a reward when we get to the end. And I want that reward. Sorry, but I I also think that I kind of was wondering if it would be easier. I don't know. I was like, there's so much for him to go back to China. I was wondering, like. Wouldn't it be just easier to bring his family to America? <laughs> like, yeah, like was... wouldn't he be in witness protection now? Yeah. Like after everything he's been through and protect his family. And uh, I loved Rooker. We didn't talk about him yet um, as much, but so we got good. Goatee Rooker. Rooker is such a good character actor. I love him in the the good parts he plays, like in this one. And he, you know, he plays a Henry portrait of a serial killer, and he can go full on <laughs> psychotic in that. Yes. And he's just so good at that. So when I, I do like when character actors like that do get to play like a good heartwarming guy, though. And so like in this one, I was just yes. like, man, like, I love this guy. I don't even know much about him. I just know he loves his <laughs> son. He was doing his job as a cop. And he's like, you, you know, he's a good cop. He's not corrupt. You know, he's just doing his job. Uh, I don't know. He seems like he's I mean, but that's a testament to Michael Rooker, right? Yeah. Like he's still giving this guy kinds of layers, even though he's a closer to simple cop role. Maybe he's like and a Rooker brings more. But like, 
he doesn't he doesn't deserve his son to be killed is what i'm saying like yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it wasn't very cool of him to be like i came to pay my respects that was, at your family yeah people. that, that was, was that was i could not believe that like i was like yeah you shouldn't have done <laughs> that was rubbing salt in the wound i wouldn't have done that but uh but you're right yeah. like roker as a good guy it's always shocking to me i'm always expecting him to and you know do like, something bad or turn and not here this not is cliffhanger, cliffhanger era roker you know like this is like i was like man like i i cannot believe and some of the other uh supporting characters i want to bring up danny fucking trejo is in this how did I not know this? Like, what? Yes, looking like the Allentown brothers from Keanu, him and the other guy. Those are the actual replacement the, killers, yeah. which I didn't, I didn't see coming. Know that. I didn't. I thought Chow Yun Fat was going to be the titular replacement killer. Did not know Same. it was going to be Danny Trejo and this other dude. Uh, so yeah, Con Air era Danny Trejo in this Let's thing. Go. Um, the other guy. It took me a minute. The, if you can picture him right now, from Bond. I don't know if he's from Bond, but there's one trivia question I want to pose to you. I I figured it out last night, and I was like, I'm going to surprise you. If you okay. don't know it, it's okay. It took me a minute. The other guy, tall, blonde, uh, German-looking dude, mm-hmm. uh, is in another action movie uh, that has a finale in a movie theater, just like this one, um, from an auteur. I guess that would be... Oh, darn. <laughs> Took me a minute, oh. but I've seen it so many times. I I was like, once it clicked, I was like, okay, there I know it, it is. is. Yeah. Dang, I, <laughs> he was so familiar to me, but I couldn't quite place him. I knew I'd seen him somewhere, yeah. but I couldn't quite place him. Dang, because now all I see <laughs> is the last action hero, so I'm stuck in the wrong movie. Say the word. Um, Say the word. What is it? What movie? Inglorious Bastards. He is one of the bastards. Uh, an inglorious oh, bastards would have that the second you say it i'm like oh there's the hat there's He's the, the clothes now i, I think he he bites it in the uh basement scene uh with uh fastbender and all those guys yeah, yeah. but oh, he just has such so a striking good. face that it was killing me i was like i know this guy from somewhere is tall blonde <laughs> dude i've yep. seen him and uh, yeah once it clicked i was like yeah Cool. Be effective too. Got yeah. a briefcase with a gun. Oh, in it. dude, that was so sick. Yes, like that was reminding me of like Desperado with the you know the instrument yeah. cases. Like, always love when uh you know a suitcase or something like that is a weapon. <laughs> the creativity, the creativity, right? Like you expect something maybe grounded, you get that here too, but then also you get these amazing surprise creative moments. Yeah, and like just the the finale in the movie theater too, I thought was like another well done. You didn't know what was gonna happen, how they were gonna save, you know, Rooker and his kid who are just trying to see this mm-hmm. cartoons on the big screen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, you know, they yell at him to get down, and then there there's a huge shootout while they're you know using the seats for cover. Thought that was really <laughs> cool. And then the, also the other set I wanted to shout out is the arcade set. Love me an yes. arcade. Love such a the, good sequence. It's just such a good source of lighting that like, you know, neon good lighting color. and color. And uh there's the there's the scene where again, no dialogue, where um me and Servino, they're kind of giving each other like signals, and then he's like yep. basically like run across now, and she runs across like one of those rides where you can see through it with the curtain or whatever. And then Trejo, yes! Trejo comes and shoots, like tries to shoot. And <laughs> it's just such a cool place again for a shootout that like, it's not a boring warehouse that we've seen a million times. 
exactly it's, yeah it's full of full of imagination and energy and real yeah. it's all a real right like it's all a set that is built that they are using and that can't be understated and when we watch these older movies because i know you know like there's new shit and we we review that and we're paying attention to that too but yeah. in these older movies it's so nice to go back and be like wow well, you know just touch it there's a reason why there's yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a reason why there's a bunch of people in the street being like, please let us keep making awesome movies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, nice. Yeah. What? All right, cool. Yeah, I want to know your uh, favorite kill because I have a funny one. So uh, if you can think of it, what was maybe your favorite kill or I guess like all the kills are great. So <laughs> um, why don't you go first? You go first. Okay, so my favorite kill <laughs> yep. is when they're doing the parking garage chase and this lady in a suburban, I'll call her Karen because she's just a very <laughs> random white lady place. I in know the exactly story. who you're talking just about. <laughs> backing out, total wrong place, wrong time, lit her up with squibs. Oh uh, loved God. it. Out loud laughed. I was like, this is needless, but I will never forget it. And <laughs> so that's oh my, my favorite. <laughs> That that's a good one. That's a I didn't even think about that. I mean, maybe I'm, mine might be the bad guy falling because I was just like, I I kind of was nervous for it. I'm like, we've seen this a million times, but the way they shot it and like, you know, from under him and different angles and slowed it down to where you like see him the whole way. I was like, that was pretty impressive for like '90s. Yeah. You know, like um, and some of these where I go like Die Hard. That's still an amazing fall from the villain. So oh, yeah. I always love a I always love a good fall like that. I guess. A stunt, like a funny stunt that stuck with me. I wrote this one down. Um, <laughs> was him and me and uh, Mia Servino are fighting, kind of arguing in the apartment. Um, again, she's a hostage, understandably. Uh, she's upset. <laughs> and um, she throws an ashtray at him and he breaks the ashtray with the butt of his gun. And I was just like, Hell again, yeah. these moments that I'm just like, hey, they didn't have to go that hard. They did not have to go that hard for this, like, argument but um the actions telling the story um rather than the dialogue you love to see it so it's the best there's <laughs> nothing nothing better and so for a blind spot this was a good one for i think this is pick. a this is a hidden gem this is yeah i i i can't believe this isn't streaming anywhere that was kind of disappointing but uh yeah i i would highly recommend i mean i i'm a fuqua fan like too like i like Totally. I love Training Day. Um, mm. What was the? There was one on TV the other day that was just playing on like VH1 or something, and I just uh, Brooklyn's. I mean, Brooklyn's he did Finest. All the... Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. So that yeah. was just on TV, and like Ethan Hawke was in there, like confessing to the priest, and I just was like, I was pulled in. I was like, I, yep. I was flipping through, and I put it on, and like I watched at least like fifteen minutes of it. <laughs> because it's so it's true. good like it's true he's just it's... so good at that style of gang gang movie and um like la set like gritty. yeah grittiness yeah mm -hmm. yeah so. this is like arguably the tamest of his work if i think about it you know like his work only which is gets still like crazy because it's just super violent <laughs> like, exactly so that's definitely movie. saying something <laughs> yeah. but yeah i i'm a huge fan i liked that movie he did with jake gyllenhaal and riley keogh a few years ago like during the pandemic it was like a really small gyllenhaal on the phone with keogh the entire oh. time and all i can think is michael bay's ambulance right now so i can't <laughs> find the title in my head oh um, um, i know what you're talking it was a, it was a was remake good. it was a remake of a of a movie um so but i never saw that but uh yeah i have to check that one out it's good 
Uh, and the equalizer, that's the other one I was trying to think of. I love the equalizer. Yes, that those are. Yeah, we got the newest one coming soon. So we'll obviously we we'll, have to we'll do review that. it. We'll yeah. check those trailers <laughs> as we get closer. Uh, <laughs> Denzel as an action star. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. So yeah. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, cool. Anything else before we wrap up? Uh no, I think that's it. That's all I got. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right, that wraps it up for us. Let's remind the people where they can find us. Uh, yeah, get your fix uh, and follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Follow me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit. And on my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that good stuff. And uh, kind of a new announcement, I guess. I'll just drop here. Uh, my website is officially live. So Yay! MisfitMinded.com. You can check it out. Congrats. All my reviews. Got some of our videos up on there, too. So, yeah. Nice. Congrats. All Thank right. You. That's awesome, man. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right. Well, take us for a ride and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple. And please leave a review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And then you can just follow me personally on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at It's Me, Shani B. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hope to catch you next time on another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff. Oh. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>